0: girls, the good news is your dates are here. What's the bad news?
1: They're dead. Ah.
0: See, a United States astro-robot becomes a creature of death.
1: And oh. they.
0: We have come here to this planet for... One purpose only, to acquire breeding stuff to repopulate our planet. New breaks the law shall be punished. Back to the house of pain. Back to the house of pain.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bots, Bugs, and Babes. The B movie podcast from Classic Colts and the Cheese in between. The movies are B. the entertainment is grade A. And this time it's just me again. And I'm talking about Piranha to the Spawning. Yes, James Cameron's directorial debut. And we'll get to it right after this.
0: Sleek. Fierce. Savage. Deadly. The Piranha. For centuries, nature's most ferocious killer. Until now. The new breed is here. Faster. More ferocious. And infinitely more deadly. Piranha 2. It's tremendous jaw pressure. It's sheared cleanly through bone in places. It's here, it's alive, and it's multiplying. We spliced in genes from different species to create the ultimate killer organism. It lives in the depths of the sea, but it can strike anywhere. Loretta! Loretta, what is Loretta! No! super breed of killer fish that can swim fly and attack at any time they bred the ultimate killing machine now you are not safe out of the water piranha 2
1: flying killers to the spawning was released August 14th, 1982 in Italy and November 5th, 1982 in the U S. And as I mentioned in the open, this is technically James, uh, James Cameron's directorial debut. He, for years said it was the Terminator, but, um, there was some issues during filming where he had to take over and he wound up directing, you know, this being his directorial debut. So what wound up happening was originally um, the development for the, for a Piranha remake uh, was headed up by Roger Corman, but he didn't really have a whole lot of interest in maybe making this kind of thing. So you had your two producers who stepped in, um, and that's uh, Chaco Van Leeuwen and uh, Jeff uh, Schechterman. And they actually wound up purchasing the rights from Corman for this sequel. Um, part of that had to do with the fact that uh, Corman, who's the, who the head of New World Pictures, he um, he produced and released the first film and then didn't really have a lot of interest in doing this one, another one, underwater horror, especially post-Humanoids from the Deep. Um, so what happened was they wind up setting up an independent company and purchasing whatever. Long, long story short, they wind up purchasing it. Now, Joe Dante, of course, um, who had directed uh, you know, the original Piranha, is now under contract for New World to do The Howling, so there's no way that they could get him. So they actually talked to Miller Miller Drake who was um oh, he was work but he actually wound up working with Joe Dante in the tra- in the trailer department uh but he was actually wound up working there and so they had, had kind of wanted to have him in place but then he wasn't in place and then they had eventually got a deal with um Olivio G Astonati uh, a Greek Italian filmmaker who had produced and directed several low budget cash in films based on American Movies. So, as we know, in Italy, if it's worth ripping off, it's worth ripping off over and over again. Um, so, but the problem was Drake was actually start was working on getting stuff ready to get the script. They were they were starting to collaborate with who so Drake was collaborating with James Cameron on the TV show Dark Angel, and the the problem is well, I shouldn't say the problem. Drake originally had wanted Kevin McCarthy's character back from the first one, but they couldn't get him. Uh, so. When plans changed because neither McCarthy nor um, Barbara Steele was willing to come back, um, it started it kind of started having to write characters and stuff. Cameron and who I guess actually was working for New World, uh, it, was, it was one of their alums, was actually hired on as the special effects director. Sometime in photography, uh, Miller Drake was fired by uh, Astonius, and Cameron was promoted to director. So it's, it's kind of convoluted. It's kind of what it is. Piranha two is his directorial debut. Um, if anyone says that they could see, you know, the greatness that he was there from that, uh, I, I don't know. I think you're just kind of blowing smoke, but it does is what it is. It doesn't really matter. James Cameron now has admitted that this is the best flying Piranha movie ever made. Um, a, a, a you know distinction that he's very proud of. Anyway, all of that aside, The entire cast was pretty much all Italian. They spoke no English, which is a real problem when your director doesn't speak a whole lot of Italian. Um, But we got what we got. The issue, I'm saying issue, uh, with this film um, is that obviously um, Saturn International Pictures did the distribution in the U.S. Columbia was international. Um, You had Chaka Film Company as the production company. So you have this little independent making this movie on a very, very limited budget. Now, they were able to get Trisha O'Neill. Now, Trisha O'Neill, some of you might recognize that name. She was on a bunch of TV shows, um, you know, and then she was in other, she was in movies like Brave New World. Um, she actually was in Titanic in, in 97, um, but she was on episodes like The Fall Guy, Remington Steel, Murder, Sherwood, et cetera. And they were able to score, uh, you know, Lance Hendrickson coming in as the, as the police chief. Now, Lance Hendrickson, of course, we all know would come back and be in the Terminator with, with uh, James Cameron. And then we'd later be again in aliens for James Cameron, um, obviously here as well. Um, some of you, the rest of your actors here are just, you know, they're, they're, they're just people they got to fill in. This is an independent film with no real money, trying to make it uh, a go of it. All right, let's get into the actual, um, you know, plot here uh, as it is. Um, so in a Caribbean coastal resort, uh, Hotel Elysium is menaced by a series of vicious marine animal attacks organized by a near uh, that originate nearby a sunken shipwreck. dive instructor Annie Kilbore, um a student Annie Annie Kilbore is played by Trisha O'Neill. Uh, uh excuse me, yeah, yeah, Tr- yeah, Trisha O'Neill. Um her one of her students attack, but her uh her husband, Steve, which is Lance Hendrickson, is the chief of police. Um and he refuses to let her see the actual corpse. So the, the movie starts. We have the piranha. We know the piranha are there. We recognize the sound. It's the same sound used in the original. Um, the piranha are used pretty well here. Again, the piranha, I think, always looked pretty good underwater. I love the original piranha, even if some of them were paper. Uh, it always, to me, looked great. Um, and they look good here, too. I can honestly say that the, the the fault any fault you might find in this movie with the acting or the story or some of the actors... Not really with the the special effects. They are decent for the time and the budget. They actually are good. Um, so I don't want to like and have anyone feel maybe I'm dinging the special effects. They work well enough. And Piranha the the as we saw at the original Piranha, um, sometimes less is more. A um, little bit of blood here in the water it goes up. You don't need to see every bite of the Piranha. Um, it certainly is not like Piranha 3D um, or Piranha you know that we would get later on or Piranha double D three double D. We would get later on in the uh, in the 2000s where they all are CGI. Anyway, so where were we? So, so Steve, her husband, let her see the body. Uh, Soon after, two women and a man are killed by piranha, um, which have developed the ability to fly. Concerned that Anne, uh, that Annie, uh, Anne, excuse me, finds that she's being frequently bothered by tourist uh, Tyler Sherman, and decides to take him uh, with her to the morgue to get a look at the body because there's nothing that says let's go on a date like to the morgue. The nurse comes in um, and kicks them out, unaware that the piranha is hiding inside the body. The piranha then flies out of the body and kills the nurse, um, and then escapes through the window. It is weird when you start seeing the the piranha fly, but we know that they're genetically mutating the piranha in *Piranha* the first in, in the first movie *Piranha*, and we know that they make the like that creatureoid thing that's walking on the desk in stop motion in the original *Piranha* which is really cool. And a lot of people forget that they think it's just about them in the river. Um, In a hurry, Anne manages to leave her credit card behind. Um, Her and Tyler then have a one night stand Uh, in the morning. She begins to study the pictures of the corpse and is horrified by what she discovers. Her, her husband, Steve arrives, throwing the credit card at her angry that she went to the morgue. And that's not only that then that she has a man in her bed, um, which seems to be, part of his, he's pretty mad about the corpse more than anything else, uh, which is fine. I mean, Lance Hendrickson is is great. I love Lance Henderson. You've heard dad and I talk about him many times in a lot of roles, especially earlier roles. Um, He brings a lot of gravitas to his role. Uh, He is chewing the scenery a little bit here, um, but that's okay because this whole movie is about chewing scenery Um, or chewing on something, I should say. Anyway, so she finds out that, so whatever it is, um, and warns him that uh, what she's discovered, but so she tries to warn Steve that like, look, we there's piranha. And he's like, there can't be piranha, piranha. This is, you know, that's the wrong kind of water. What are you talking about? It, it, it Literally no one wants to believe her. and then tries to cancel her diving session, leading to her getting fired by her manager, attempting to capture one as proof of the incoming threat. She's intercepted by Tyler, who informs her that he is a biochemist and a member of a team which has developed the ultimate weapon, a species of genetically modified piranha capable of flying. I'll let that just hang for a second. Uh, He explains that his team lost a cylinder full of these fish in the water earlier. Now, you're saying, but Jay, how can... Look, if you're willing to buy that the piranhas fly, then you have to be willing that they can live in salt water, they can live in freshwater, they can live whatever. You've got to be able to buy that. If you're buying that they can fly, you can buy that they can live in different water. And we know from the first piranha that they were modified so they can live in fresh or salt, and we know they go out to sea at the end of the first one. The implication is that it's the same thing. There, there, There's, like I said, there's connective tissue, but it's lucid as it is. Um, where am I? Okay, so uh, Gabby provides the proof that Gabby is uh, uh, one of the island natives, Pro- uh, proof that Annie needs to Steve, showing him that they're they are in serious danger and they are now um, the piranha are now eating each other. At the meeting, Annie sh- Annie tries her best to reason with the manager to no avail. Uh, Steve provides the piranha wings as evidence. Steve then tells her that he can't that he she can't trust Tyler because the army says he's crazy. Well, of course the army said he's crazy. He came down there to warn them. So the army's disallowing any knowledge of Steve. Um, it doesn't really get, gonna end up mattering at the end. You'll see how it goes. Later, the piranha attack Gabby's son and kill him. Like, they kill him. He's... It, it, uh... The attacks in this movie are good to an extent. You have to buy that they can fly. You have to kind of buy into the premise. You have to kind of buy into the whole thing. This is not as good as Joe Dante's piranha, um, by any stretch imagination. But when you consider budget and you consider, like, how... The, filming happen and literally you have people who can't speak to each other it's actually pretty well made for that um Ann tries to dissuade him um fails because as Gabby vows revenge um having ignored Anne's advice the manager Raul hosts a nighttime fish party to capture Grungin now okay this is probably the most famous part of the whole movie is they're going to go to the sea and the Grungins are going to bring themselves up on shore and people are going to club these Grungins to death and then eat them um you know I obviously that might not be so PC nowadays but at the time that was totally okay and it is literally the setup for the rest of the for this half of the or this part of the movie uh, Unfortunately the residents of the piranha join the hunt um and, and and they start flying out of the ocean and start attacking everybody which is what this movie is very famous for the scenes of them flying out of the ocean and gets um, a man named Aaron to patrol the beach uh, but he is lured to the sea when the piranha, uh, where the piranha kill him during the uh, fishing party promoted by the resort, the piranha fly out of the water and attack all the guests and leads the survivors into the hotel where she shuts the doors and window. Gabby tries to attack the flying piranha, but is easily overwhelmed and killed. And that's the end of Gabby in the morning, the piranha leave as they don't, uh, they don't like the light Tyler and Ann decide to undertake uh, Gabby's plan, which is to blow up the ship um, and kill the predators. So the ship that's sunk in that where they're all kind of hanging in there. Meanwhile, uh, Ann and Steve's son, Chris has, well, he's been hired forever ago by this captain, quote unquote, captioned by his, it's basically this guy who has no idea what he's doing when he's on the water with in a boat with his daughter, Allison. um, Chris and Allison sneak off the boat and they manage to get themselves stranded, um, out to sea. Uh, they get lost at sea and then, uh, they try to set sail again, heading towards, toward the wreck. When Chris and Allison are stranded in the raft above the shipwreck, Anne and Tyler at that time arrive in a motorboat uh, or have arrived in a motorboat and have d- d- dived down to the wreck to plant time charges that Gabby had left behind. With only 10 minutes to get out of the wreck before the bombs explode, Anne and Tyler are trapped in one of the sunken ship's rooms by the Piranha, who have all returned to the wreck. Steve plotting, uh, uh, piloting excuse me, a police helicopter, dishes the chopper, uh, which which is the most crazy scene in the whole thing and swims to Anne and tyler's b- uh, boat where he is able to save chris and allison uh steve powers up the boat and takes off um down in the wreck tyler gets stuck and is eaten by the piranha. so i told you it wouldn't matter much because steve's going to die anyway ann escapes out of a porthole where she grabs onto the anchor allowing herself to be pulled away by the motorboat on the surface the bombs detonate of course Destroying the sunken ship, of course, and all the piranha with it, of course, with the piranha dead and swims to the surface and is picked up by Steve, Chris, and Allison on the boat. But, uh, as we know, not always do all the piranha always die. There's always the implication that there are still more and they are in the water. Piranha 2, The Spawning. What can I say about this Uh, movie that most people, again, if you've seen this movie, there's not much I can say that will sway you one way or the other on your opinion. Um, Most people are of the opinion that this is not a great movie Um, is certainly lodged in the B category. Um, I like this film. I do. Um, It is certainly not Piranha. Piranha is outstanding compared to this. Um, This movie is campy and fun and silly at times and hokey at times. But by that token, though, considering the budget and how it was filmed and I actually do like the effects. I've said that a couple of times. I do appreciate the effects. Lance Hendrickson's good. Trisha O'Neil's good. Um, you know the acting is on par with what you would expect from a 1982 horror movie. It is uh, not gonna win any awards anywhere for um, you know. Oh my God, I love this! this is the best thing ever. Uh, the problem is, is that uh, and and I say this um, it, maybe because it wasn't Roger Corman. I think maybe that's maybe why this movie is not as. I mean, people know it because of James Cameron's name being attached, but it's not a Corman movie. People think it is. It kind of is. It started out is, but it's not New World. It's not Roger Corman. It's not Joe Dante. Like It's not those those pieces that had worked so well on Piranha. And I think that's one of the reasons here why maybe this one doesn't work as well. Maybe that in the script has kind of got some holes in it that you can drive a boat through. Um, But the idea, though, is that this is enjoyable. I popped this on one morning. Um, The girls weren't here. I just was watching it. I was like, Oh man, I I remember this movie now in all fairness. I have for years and years had conflated this movie and killer fish together into one movie. I knew there were two different movies. I just didn't remember which one was which I knew uh, uh, piranha Two this morning had the flying uh, fish and that killer fish did not killer fish had the ones where they would lure them away. And that was where they had the money in the water. I knew that they had separate plots, but there's pieces of Killer Fish that I thought were here and pieces of this movie that I thought were there. Not nearly as bad as conflating the two movies completely together, but I kind of had put a little together on both of them. Once I started watching this, I remembered, okay, yeah, no, I remember immediately. No, that's in Killer Fish. Killer Fish, another movie that I actually like. I know people don't like it. I like killer fish. I kind of like piranha movies. They tend to uh, be kind of, they have their silliness to them as as they are, but I do enjoy them. Maybe because I enjoyed piranha so much as, as when I was younger, it is one, still one of my favorite jaws ripoffs. Um, so, yeah. So as I watched this again, I was like, Oh, I totally remember this, the scene on the beat, the scene where they're supposed to go club them all to death on the beast or grungins, is what this movie is known for. Um, the cover, you know, the, the artwork, um, you know, this just a simple artwork of the of the woman standing in the water, and there's piranha around her Does not show you anything great. The Shout Factory special edition DVD showing the flying piranha is outstanding. Um, it's been cleaned up for the Blu-ray. It's actually available on YouTube as I'm recording this. Someone must have ripped the Blu-ray and put it up, um, or done or tried to rip the Blu-ray and put it up. It is available. It is not. I, again, it's not digital. It's, I mean, it's 1982, so it's all shot on films, That they cleaned it up the best they can. Is it worth owning? I own it. Okay. I'm going to play it that way. I bought it on Blu ray. Um, one, because, again, I like piranha movies. And two, um, because, again, it's one of those movies from my youth. I remember um, it has nostalgia for me, uh, which is great. And again, nostalgia sometimes is enough um, for me sometimes to plunk down, you know, $16, $17 on a Blu ray, whatever it might be. Um, to own it, and I knew I didn't have this any other way. i well I'm trying to think. I don't. I might have uh, like the the DVD of it that came out so bare bones and nothing to it. And I'm a big physical media guy, and I, it's cool. I have a cool. this would be on my shelf um, next to Piranha and stuff. It's it's enjoyable. Um, and that to that end, I also have the new Piranha movies that were made um, with Ving Rhames and other uh, was Elizabeth Shoe, I think and stuff like that. Um, those are a lot of fun. Those are just like campy. Like those are made, not can't, I shouldn't say campy. Those are made to be tongue in cheek and silly at times and gross and over the top and chew them up. So, um, so what, so Piranha 2, is it worth your time checking out? Yeah, I I think so. I think it's worth, um, I think it's worth your time. Um, if you can score the Blu-ray, it's widescreen. Um, it's been cleaned up. If you, you know, if you're not really sure you want to spend any money, go check it on YouTube. Um, again, I can't promise it'll be up forever. Um, I didn't post it. All I know is I found it when I was looking around for the trailer. Um, and it looked like it was the entire movie. Now, again, if you're saying, Jay, man, I saw this movie. It's garbage. I'd love to hear that. Let me know that. Um, are you a big Piranha fan or do you, you know, are you original, fan of the original and you hate this one? Do you like this one better? Do you remember seeing this on television? Cause I remember seeing this on television along with killer fish, which is why it kind of conflated them. And it was kind of cut up. Um, you know, and been, I think nudity or anything that stuff, of course, had to come out back in the day. Um, there's not a, I mean, there's a, some swearing and there is a little bit of blood, but it's not like, oh my God, it's not over the top. This is certainly not, um, you know, uh, you know, there's like the story of Ricky where we're just you know, smashing skulls and doing things like that. So, uh, you know, folks, as I say, you know, when it's just me out here, I tend to try to watch some movies that maybe dad may not want to sit through. Um, dad didn't actually want to watch the original Piranha when I reviewed that way, way back, like on an episode, I was in the single digits and he had said, Oh, I would have watched that. And I said, but you didn't want to, when I asked you to do it. No. So I kind of had a feeling Piranha two might not be his cup of tea. Um, again, he might've had a few good laughs with this, but again, I was just trying to do, you know, I popped it on and watched it, um, you know, one morning just on a whim. And that's how sometimes I booked this show, you know, seat in my pants, but, uh, you know, I wanted to make sure we touched on this. Uh, We have talked about James Cameron before, um, you know, here and there, sometimes not in the best light, The Abyss. Um, And what, you know, I just wanted to, you know, this is just one of those things like, hey, here's your directorial debut, you know, kind of thing. And it's like, you know, we had done, when Dad and I did Targets, it's Peter Bodanovich's, you know, directorial debut for Roger Horman. I just thought it was kind of good symmetry there and I wanted to bring it to you. So, uh, do you have memories of this, folks? I'd love to hear from you. I want to thank everyone. Of course, for all the downloads and listens and for supporting this show and all the shows on Two True Freaks, we all do this as a labor of love. None of us are making a dime doing this. We do this because we love entertaining you, and we hope you guys enjoy it. So, hey, what's going to happen next time? I don't know. i got to figure – I'm still figuring all that out. But what I know is this, is that next time you hear, whether it be me and dad, me and Luke, just me, me and whoever it might be, we're going to bring you some great – b-movie action so or well it might not be action it might be horror it might be whatever but it's going to be a b-movie and it's going to be cheesy but we love our b-movie cheese anyway thank you all for the support uh like we say around here folks keep those cards and letters coming and keep watching the skies this is tokyo once a city of six million people I'm a dedicated fan of all things Daikaiju, and I'd like to share that with all of you. Please check out Earth Destruction Directive at two com. Earth Destruction Directive, where we turn your Daikaiju dreams into city-smashing reality. And search the hashtag, The Art of Horror Collective, as well as the new hashtag, Bots, Bugs, Babes, Podcast. I'm the only one using them. I'm also on Twitter, at Jason Jackanetti, And you can visit my webpage at www.theartofhorrorcollective.wordpress.com. All movies, characters, stories, music, etc., are properties of their respective holders. This is a fan work, and any use of any property is purely for review discussion, entertainment. So don't sue me. I ain't got anything anyway. There is no tomorrow.
0: There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow.
1: Will you stop?